She's a BCBA, uh, and she also started this really awesome uh, subscription box called The Pampered Parent. So we're going to talk about what a BCBA means and how that kind of plays into her Pampered Parent subscription box. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate your time. Appreciate your time, and I, I let's get into it. So Sounds let's good. first talk about this thing, this acronym I can't say. <laughs> a BCBA, which is a board certified behavioral analyst. Yes. You what got the it. heck is that? <laughs> That's a great question. So first of all, all Rana, right. thank you for having me. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. My pleasure. So a BCBA, as you said, a board certified behavior analyst is someone, I mean, it's a really, you can do a lot of different things. So I'm just going to kind of speak to mm. my, my niche. Um, but a BCBA is someone who is involved in a therapy called applied behavior analysis or ABA. There's a lot of acronyms, so don't worry. (laughs) Um, don't quiz me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and basically what ABA is, is a therapy. Um, it's kind of the gold standard therapy for children, young adults with autism and other special needs. Mm -hmm. So In a traditional BCBA role, um, that person would have a caseload of, you know, let's say 10, 15 clients, and the BCBA would supervise an RBT, (laughs) a registered behavior technician, who implements the therapy. Um, And what ABA does, it it kind of helps um, children and young adults with autism to increase their skills. So like their communication, their daily living skills, um, you know, their social skills, things like that, really important Mm -hmm. things while also reducing their challenging behaviors that impede their learning. Got it. So that's kind of, that's awesome. Thank you. That's kind of it in a nutshell, but honestly, ABA can be applied in a lot of different domain. So like weight loss, um, drug addiction, um, you know, any type of, if you think about it, like everything's behavior. So wherever there's behavior, you can apply, apply behavior analysis to kind of modify and change the behaviors. Why are you doing that? And how can we give you different skills or tactics or mechanisms to change or modify your behavior. Absolutely. And it's used a lot too in like big businesses or corporations because, you know, to help employees, Uh um, like productivity and things like Ah. that. Yeah. So, wow. Mm -hmm. That's, I never, I mean, you know that they have people that come in and do those things, like obviously, but especially like in a corporate setting, you kind of forget that they can, they study that and like try to get more out of their employees. Yes, exactly. There's, yeah, there's something for everyone. And most people, when they hear about ABA, they just think autism, which is the case most of the time. Mm. Usually BCBAs do work in the autism field and community, but you can do so many other things. So a lot of people are like, wow, just like you did. It's like a light bulb moment of like, you can really apply this to everything. Yeah. (laughs) No, you can. So what what inspired you to pursue this specialty? That's a great question. So there wasn't any like one moment where I was like, I need to work with 
people with special needs or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I grew up, I kind of just tended to gravitate toward the helping, you know, field and professions. Mm. Um, And even when I went to camp, I would be very interested in the groups that had children with special needs and just learning about the psychology of everything. Um, So I did, I studied psychology in, in college and then I went to graduate school for clinical psychology. And then I found the behavior route and that really just kind of piqued my interest, but there was no like, you know, I don't really have any family members um, that made me want to do this or anything. It was just kind of a passion that I found over time. Yeah. Just like intrigue, you know? Yeah. I mean, behavior in general going totally paywall here is, is really interesting. And I talk about it a lot with like in the toddler realm or young, young child, Mm -hmm. like my son's four. And so trying to understand his behavior and why, and they don't have small kids. And you, you probably see this a lot in your field with differently abled individuals don't necessarily have the whole skill set. Like they can't put all the time. One plus one equals two, you know, and that's why they feel this way, or this is why they're behaving that way. So it's really interesting to, you know, just like, wow, how did you get into this behavior thing? Because I like, I'm, I'm analyzing my kid all the time. And I'm his mom, so it's different, but I don't have, I have no degree. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? I'm sure you're doing a great job, but you kind of, you said, ex- <laughs> you're doing great, but it's exactly it. Kind of figuring out why we have to figure out why before we can mm-hmm. implement any type of intervention or give any suggestions or strategies. Um, so you hit the nail on the mm-hmm. head. <laughs> Yeah. No, I love, I love that. And, and you just like, you forget, like some people just don't have the skill set, and some of us can develop that skill set. And some of us, it, you know, even people without a specific diagnosis, like we all struggle as adults. Oh, I'm going way off topic here, but we all struggle as adults. And you're like, well, why did I do that? And then, you know, you do it 800 times before you learn. <laughs> like, yes. Oh. Maybe that's like a tr- tr- past trauma that I should probably address, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. other other individuals don't necessarily, and they will not necessarily have that degree of awareness. And it's like, how can you manipulate like what you're saying? It's like manipulate it. That sounds like a possessive word, but how no, can I, you change it? Um, modify, modify. In order, yeah, modify. There we go. Mm-hmm. Modify it to, to seek it so that you have a different outcome. And you just... You know, yes. you think you don't think about that in terms of typical pe- individuals or adults, but like for yeah. atypical peers or individuals, adults, toddlers, whatever, like you, you have to kind of think about, well, they, maybe they will never have this emotional intelligence. However, how can we change things to get a different outcome? Yes. And oh, it's all, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm like, I went down a rabbit hole. No, you're exactly <laughs> right. And it's sorry. a lot, it's a lot about. You know, everyone, like you said, everyone's at different levels and abilities and Mm. we don't want to change that, right? Everyone's who they are for a reason, um, but we want everyone to reach Mm -hmm. their fullest potential and reach um, the greatest level of independence that they can. So as a BCBA, that's ultimately our goal is to provide them with the skills and the resources and the tools so they can become as successful and independent as they can, but that looks different for everyone. So it's very individualized. 
Totally. And I can imagine that's a lot of paperwork. (laughs) It is. So my, Uh, so my role as a VCBA, as, as you and I kind of chatted about previously is a little bit different. So I don't have like a specific caseload. Um, I work at a, a agency that serves children and mm -hmm. young adults with a variety of special needs. Um, and I don't, I don't do that like one-on-one therapy per se, but I run like a life skills program, a social skills program. I do a lot of parent uh, Mm. behavior consultations and trainings, Um, you know, a lot of just like kind of different things. So like I was saying before, being a BCBA can look so different um, and I have kind of a non-traditional role, um, but there's still a lot of paperwork, yes. But there's more in that other type of role. So I kind of snuck away from that. It's like a little... You got like lucky, right? Uh, it's like a bureaucracy. Like, I won't go down the teacher rabbit hole right now, but that's how I feel. Like, there's so much paperwork now for teachers. Again, different topic, different day. So, but I think what is interesting, like you're talking about these programs and some of these offerings that this agency you work for does or, or offers parents. Can you tell us like a little bit more, like about what those program looks like, those look yep. like, and like how they really help individuals with special needs, like flourish and grow and their parents as well. Like how does this really help their parents as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we really see, um, the, it's not just a child with special needs. It is a family, right? It's a family unit. They're all working together. Mm. So as great as it yeah. is to provide support for the child, We also need to provide support for, like you said, the parents, the grandparents, the siblings even. Um, So for the child, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of a lot of different things like respite services. So if it's the weekend or a day off of school, um, the child can come to our center and we provide um, a structured day full of fun and activities and the parents can get a break um, or spend more time with the typical sibling because they're always wanting some more attention. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really awesome. We do after school programs and that's where the life skills, the social skills comes in, which is huge. Mm. Um, and those are areas where a lot of our children need some extra support. So we have a very, um, you know, like a curriculum that I write that kind of builds upon each other each week. So children can develop those skills, which is cool. And then we have fun classes like sensory art and music and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so for the parents as well, because I was saying it's kind of a family unit, um, we do a lot of support groups, parent behavior trainings, uh, parent night out, mm-hmm. things like that. And yeah. then we have, we have a sibling group as well for the typical sibling. Um, so because wow. like I was saying, they a lot of times they feel a little bit alone because they don't necessarily know a lot of other siblings who have a brother or sister with special needs. So... Um, it's really mm-hmm. helpful to them to get that special time to have fun, but also meet other siblings. So there's a lot more that we do. Um, and I'm not going to go through all of it because it would take forever, but, um, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's really special that we have all of these offerings. It's pretty unique in, in the mm, community. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and as a BCBA, um, you know, I'm not implementing that one-to-one traditional therapy, but the ABA strategies kind of inspire everything that we do at our center. So it's a little bit different. It's a little more flexible, but I really enjoy it. Well, I also feel like it's, 
there's opportunity. I mean, I know every plan is individualized, right? But it almost feels like there's more opportunity to be engaged in mm-hmm. a fun and social way with a, a, a different population uh, and to really cater to the needs of everyone that exists in that population. Like that's so many things that you offer within your organization. Yes. And uh, someone who volunteers like periodically with the differently able community, I think it's so important that we pay attention and highlight like every individual, whether you're typical, atypical, whatever your diagnoses are, is unique. We're all unique, even if we don't have a diagnosis. However, some of us do require more time and attention in order to function in a typical world. And that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make us any less capable or them any less capable of being successful and productive. So that I really wanted to kind of highlight like what you did here. <laughs> oh, lovable, capable, unstoppable. Yeah, that's amazing. Capable. Oh, we're going to get just... into that real soon. I can't wait. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, you were saying, you, you know, know everyone, it's... everyone's capable. Everyone is. We just have to give them the opportunity. Yes. So that's what, totally. that's what I'm here to it, do. And I, I love that. And I, I, I equate everything to parenthood and toddlerdom because that's kind of like, and my son is becoming increasingly more independent and way too, way too capable and way too <laughs> independent at four. And, and I'm, that's, that's our story. And we're, we're fortunate to have that reality, but you know, there are, there are four-year-olds who are not capable and they're not independent and they need more time. And there's also parents who um, even with our typical children want to have more control or more say over what that child does. And then there's people who like me who are like, yeah, figure it out, kid. You know, don't right. put your finger in the socket. It's going to hurt. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, but see, your son, advice, like, but <laughs> right. right. You know, it works for you, but your son, maybe you say that once and he, and he understands or twice, but a lot of times our children, especially those with autism, need to be told or shown, mm-hmm. modeled, or, you know, over time. So that repetition is really important yep. um, and that consistency. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. everyone learns differently. Everyone requires something different. Um, and yeah, that's why, like you are saying, it's a beautiful thing to be able to individualize what we do based on their interests and their talents and their, you know, the things that they love. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's actually really incredible. And I, I just really wanted to highlight again, like, all the things that you guys offer, you know, like there's so many and we, for, cause we forget, like, this is why I went on that tangent. We forget sometimes that an atypical child does need more physical attention than a typical child. And that's okay. But we, as a society, we forget, like we assume that that typical child is like used to it and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, well, maybe they're not like, maybe they do need a little bit more here and there. Maybe they mm-hmm. do want a little bit more interaction. Maybe they, they want to feel as special as they are, just like their yes. sibling is special and unique. They are special and unique. And so I love yes. that you're also highlighting the parents and how they can have time off and interact with both their typical and atypical child and give that typical child the same, like, reprieve as the atypical child that you can both be in your fun elements and it's a beautiful thing. So I just, I just love it. I just love it. (laughs) I could talk about that with you all day. Um, And I just, 
Oh, right. I don't know what it is about it, but I just like, I feel like as a, as a parent, as a typical child and I get on my soapbox with this so much. So, um, it is really important to have advocates in the community for individuals with special needs who might be different and to show that they're just different, you know, like yeah, any other all it is. nuance. So right. for, Right. And I, th yeah. I think that if we can ingrain that in our society, like, and be a little bit more inclusive and there's a million ways they could be more inclusive in our society. So, but if it's, it starts at home. So that's why I, yeah. I'm so happy to like talk about this with you. And I also kind of want to see like what your opinion is about, like, what would you want people a typical family to know about an individual with special needs or a special needs family? Is there any misconceptions that you think arise or that someone like me should be aware of? That's a, that's a great question. That's a good point. Um, I think it's hard to answer because it varies so greatly uh, based on the mm. special needs family or the diagnosis or, you know, the level, the ability mm. level, all of that. But I, what I would honestly say, um, yeah, it's, of course, there's never a clear answer, but what comes to mind initially that I think <laughs> that I think you can kind of generalize to all families is that they're just like you, you know, like they're just like mm. you, their child might be a little different, but what does that really mean? Like you said, we're all different. We all have special mm. needs. We all learn differently. We all require different levels of support. So invite them to the birthday parties. Um, you know, they might say no, but uh -huh. they'll appreciate the invitation or, you know, offer Offer support or help just like you that. would to a family that's just like yours. Uh, because in reality, you know, we're all human and that's that's all it is. So that that would be my piece of yeah. advice is just, you know, give them give them the opportunity um, that you would give anyone else because they're really just like you. Nah, that we're we're all human, right? Yep. So yep. I love that. I think that's great. I think that's really simple, straightforward, and easy to follow. And, you know, because you don't think about, like, I when I was in elementary school, and it was so different. Like, anybody who had a special need was in a separate classroom. They took a separate bus. It was very segregated. And I'm, well, maybe I'm showing my age. But, you know, I was born in the 80s. You know, I'm 36. But I remember very explicitly being separated and like being curious because like, why were these kids separated from us? Why did they do take a separate bus? Why did they eat by themselves in the cafeteria? And, you know, with a little bit of, of exposure and just kind yeah. of understanding the nuance of somebody who is different than me. I mean, maybe that's why I'm interested in it now, like mm -hmm. all these years later, but you know, it, there was a segregation even, yes. you know, 25 years ago so mm -hmm. yeah it's just understanding that the, like you're saying like yeah it's yeah. that's so important is to just in include like inclusion like you were saying um and exposing children adults and everyone to yeah. people who have differences because it's not a bad thing i hate i hate the word bad but it's not yeah. a bad thing it's just it's just a thing and we're all different um and I really love seeing that segregation piece kind of start to go away. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do, but we're better than we were. Mm, um, so many things. 
Yeah, but it's, it's like, for example, in our sibling groups, um, we provide a lot of education in a fun way just about, you know, what special needs are and what autism is because most of our clients mm. do have autism. And it's really cool to see the siblings kind of own it and then also educate their friends, their typical friends, most of the time, mm. or like if they're at the playground with their, with their sibling, um, you know, going up to someone and saying, my brother wants to play with you, but he can't talk because he has autism. Like feeling empowered enough to say that yeah. and stand up for their sibling and just say it like it's no big deal because it's not. I know it takes time for families to get there um, and to kind of accept that, but it's really amazing to see the change start happening in families and across the board. So. Well, yeah, because you're protective as the parent. You, like, you don't want your kid to be hurt. And, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of bullies out there and, and other kids that are just mean to people who are different, regardless of how they're different. You know, whatever your norm is, whatever socioeconomic, like however you identify, like in terms of race and ex ethnicity, you know, there are just a lot of mean people in the world, yeah. point blank. Yeah. Uh, the, one thing before I transition i just kind of want to share because i think you might appreciate this is so um i'm actually in argentina right now with my husband because he is working down here which is awesome so we go to the playground um there's one playground in particular and they have a swing that is meant for wheelchairs and on their merry-go-round that you have to push there's like there's also a space for like a wheelchair to go so i was like oh this is so cool. Like I haven't seen it. Like we're just now like where I live in, in Florida and St. John's County, we're just now getting like inclusive parks and like Duval and like Jacksonville. And you're like, Oh, well, well, this has obviously been here for years. <laughs> and then the other, the other crazy thing, but which I just think resonates because it happened yesterday. And I took, take my son to the park just to let him blow off some steam. He's on the merry-go-round with the wheelchair thing. And a little girl who has Down syndrome, and she's trying to speak Spanish to my son, and he's like, "Where? <laughs> what? What are you saying?" And I'm like, "Stop the man!" <laughs> he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Declan, stop the thing! You know, let her on, let her on." But there you have this like two kids on the merry-go-round, spinning in circles, just to kind of like drive the point home yeah. that we're all humans. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. She's different from him. He's, it doesn't matter. He speaks English. She speaks Spanish. She has Down syndrome. He doesn't. Like, they're on the merry-go-round. Who cares? Great. Like They're having fun. That's what uh, it's about. So I just, yeah. They're having fun. Yeah. Right? So I just <laughs> wanted to like, kind of like highlight like what you're saying. We're all humans. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're kids. Let them have some fun. And this is how we can be a little bit more inclusive. So that yes. was something that was, for me, I was like, this is awesome. That we is awesome. Playgrounds like this. <laughs> yeah, go Argentina for real. Huh? Yeah, I for know. Right. <laughs> we need that. That's amazing. So, how does your work as a BCBA um, inspire what you do with the Pampered Parent? Yes. So, through my work as a BCBA, um, as I've kind of mentioned over the last few minutes, is I work with a lot of special needs families. Um, you know, of all ages, all ethnicities, all socioeconomic status, like across the board. And one thing that I just mm -hmm. kept noticing across everyone, no matter what, is these caregivers are, they're tired and they're stressed 
and mm. they don't take care of themselves as much as they really need to because they're mm-hmm. they're going 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 they're doing 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 for their families and especially for their child with special needs and they put themselves on the back burner and i kept seeing this um and it's all caregivers you know mostly i saw it with the mothers um but it's all um and i kept seeing mm. this and i'm like I'm helping these families clinically, of course, as a BCBA, you know, uh, but what else can I do? What can I do on a more personal <laughs> level to help these caregivers? Um, and wow. that's kind of, one day I was, I was honestly just playing with my dog in the backyard and I was thinking about work and I was like, what about a subscription box? Like they're so much fun. They're, they're convenient because they just arrive at your door after you subscribe. Um, they're surprising. They're exciting. It's something just for the parent, which they really never do. Um, so that's kind of how the pampered parent was born. And then I also thought about including a, an online, a supportive online community, uh, because a lot of times these Mm. parents feel alone, like they can't really relate to other people and they, they might not know other special needs moms or caregivers. So it's kind of a two part subscription model. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how my work as a BCBA informs the subscription box. So why, why is subscription box like of all the things like (laughs) they could have done a newsletter, you could do like a, you know, an online store. Why was the subscription box like important to you? Yeah. So I think kind of like what I was saying before, like, A newsletter, maybe the parents will read it, but then they won't do anything with it. Um, Or an online shop, you know, they might log on once, check it out, but they're not going to come, you know, they're not going to like back, come back, right. And continue to order things monthly or, you know, to ensure that consistent self-care. So with a subscription box, um, my idea Mm. was you subscribe once, you click the button once. You choose the length of time and you can always, you know, pause or lengthen or whatever it might be. But all you have to do is subscribe once. And then every month you get a box of self-care Ooh. items. Yeah, I have it here. Of self-care items. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that arrives at your doorstep and you don't have to go to the store because we know you don't have time to do that. And it's just there. Um, and then that online yes. community adds that element of we know you got your box now. Are you using the items? And that like gentle accountability and gentle reminders to actually use them. Um, so that's kind of why I thought about a subscription box because it's recurring without you having to do anything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just was wondering like, well, yeah. you should just have a store and you buy what you want. But I think that's because I think parents in general need we forget, you know, that we're okay. It's okay to indulge, you know, especially somebody who's dealing with, you know, an atypical child. Like you definitely need a minute to just, Oh, this is great for me. Um, so what, what does a typical box include? Yes. So this, I love this part because I curate all the boxes. Um, and they all each month there's a monthly theme. So it's typically one word that is Mm. encouraging or uplifting um, or like a positive word. And all of the items are connected to that word in some way. So a typical box might include something like 
um, a t-shirt or a tote bag or a hat or um, something like that. And I call that the exclusive item. And that's something that I designed okay. that helps promote inclusion, oh. awareness, diversity, things like that. Um, so that's one item. That's and it's, awesome. it's different every month. Uh, and then we also have different, you know, just a variety of self-care items. So that could be candles, tumblers, coffee, teas, like fancy soaps, um, you know, like I was saying, like notepads with a pen, journals, um, books, and we do book clubs in our online community. So we've done books that are written by special needs moms. Um, you know, all items just to, you know, face masks, um, all of those types Oof. of things. And then there's three more things. So one more thing is affirma yeah. affirmation cards. It. So every month I include two affirmation cards that go, go along with the monthly theme. So the first month subscribers get like a, a rose gold ring and then they can add to it every month, add the cards. So then they can have that like deck of affirmation cards, stick it in their purse and it can spark optimism and joy whenever they need it. Um, there's also mm. a magnet. Amen. Yeah. Right. Sometimes we just need that little <laughs> bit of that little something. I might subscribe. <laughs> you should. Um, give me that ring. <laughs> <laughs> give me all the cards. Give me all the cards. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. No, you're good. There's also, um, something called a thought shift of the month magnet. And all of my subscribers put them on their refrigerators or bathroom mirrors. Um, and oh. it kind of just gives them like an alternative way of thinking, maybe shifting their thoughts from negative to a little bit more positive. Um, so like a quick self care, um, cause we know time is limited. And awesome. then the last yeah. thing, and my favorite thing is our featured item. So every month there's Ooh. an item in the box. Yes, an item in the, in the box that comes from a company that employs or is run by an individual with special needs. So I'm a Incredible. big proponent. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of, you know, children with special needs become adults with special needs and they deserve all of the opportunities that are out there. Um, and there are a lot of companies who are employing individuals with disabilities or adults who start their own companies um, so I like to highlight them in each box. That is awesome. I think that's mm -hmm. probably my favorite part too. Honestly, I, I think, think that's everyone because favorite. we, yeah, <laughs> you know, like we, we don't give enough credit to people like who see the world differently or more simplistically than we, or I mean, I don't know. Sometimes my kid puts me in my place, you know, he doesn't have a disability, but like sometimes we're a little too complicated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what's that Avril Lavigne song? Like, why you gotta go make things so complicated? Like, yes. I, yes. I love like the truth and honesty and the wholesomeness of, you know, innocence, you know? Like, yeah. And you get that with, you get that honesty from, you know, toddlers and you get that honesty from individuals with special needs. Like, they just, they say it like it is, how they're yes. feeling, what they're doing. It might be grunts and groans, but they just, and you're like, dang, if we could all just be that honest, wouldn't mm -hmm. the world be a better place? And we could yes. actually figure out how <laughs> all this craziness. 
Yes, absolutely. Wouldn't that we be better? All, yeah. Learn so a I'm thing all about two. that. Yes, absolutely. So that's kind of yeah. what's in a box, um, but it changes every month. So it's a nice surprise. What makes, I mean, the Pampered Parent unique from other subscription boxes? Good question. So there's actually no other subscription box that's specifically catered to in, uh, moms, caregivers, advocates um, of children mm. with special needs. So I think that's the biggest thing that makes it unique. Um, you know, there's a lot of self-care boxes out there, but this one is really specific to the special needs community and those who support it. Um, and then I would say the other thing is the mm. online community that comes with a subscription uh, to help build that that support um, and that family, honestly. So people are meeting on the online community mm. and asking questions, and we have a lot of fun events um, and behavior tips and things like that. Um, and I think that really adds a special element to the box. Oh, I love it so much. Like, I want I want a box. <laughs> Come on. We're very inclusive. We are very inclusive. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about um, where people could find the Pampered Parent? Sure. How so, do they find you? Yeah, great question. So we have a website. It's thepamperedparent.com. Don't forget the the. <laughs> the Pampered Parent. Um, and then also on social Fair. media. Yeah. On social media. So Instagram, it's at the Pampered Parent. Um, Facebook, The Pampered Parent. Uh, my email address is Lindsay with an A at thepamperedparent.com. So if you just search The Pampered Parent, you'll find something. There's, you know, we'll you'll, pop you'll, up somewhere. They'll find you? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. It, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you, and I like... Oh, so it's about the community. Yes. Um, do you have weekly forums? Do you have... Um, Zoom calls, like whatever, like how does the online form work for the parents? Yes. So it's a Facebook group uh, that is exclusive to subscribers because okay. we wanted to make it a safe space that, you know, people, you never know what randos mm. are going to join your groups, but, you know, we, we make everyone fill out their name sure. and their email and just to make sure that they're actually subscribers so that it's a trustworthy space. Um and in the group, it kind of varies week to week, but we, I do, I try to post most days, like, um, daily doses of encouragement. Um, we do events. So I try to get guest speakers mm. in to talk about different things. Like, um, we do meditations, we do, um, book clubs, as I mentioned before. And sometimes we even get the author on to talk about the book and answer questions, um, we do ladies nights to, about once a month. So we hop on zoom together and just do a virtual ladies night. It's an hour. Uh, and we just talk about all the things and have fun. Um, and I post like behavior tips and allow parents to ask questions because that is, you know, that's my background and my expertise. So I like to offer that, um, to the parents. Wow. Um, you know, we try to keep it positive, but there's also that side of like, when parents post and they're like, I, I need help. You know, this was a terrible day. Um, and we're all there to help uplift and support um, whenever they need it. So it kind of varies, but um, there's a lot going on in the group. That sounds incredible. How do you have time for all this stuff? 
That is a good question. I don't. <laughs> like, you have, you have more hours in your day than I do. What are your What are your tricks over there, Lindsay? I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. That's my trick is fatigue. Is living with fatigue. I also I don't drink caffeine. So there's that. Who are you? Who, 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 who? <laughs> oh my gosh. My kid knows that song because I'm always like that. But like, I yeah. good for you. I shouldn't Thank drink caffeine. You. But like, <laughs> no, I, I, just, I just, I love your energy and your enthusiasm <laughs> and that you. you do this for parents and I'm, you're taking care of the, like, your inspiration. It, it's just, it's awesome. I think this is such a great platform medium for for parents and because i think sometimes we forget that it doesn't matter you do deserve a treat you deserve that face mask you deserve that five minutes you deserve that new shirt you deserve that new book you deserve that hour and that's what mama knows is all about like showing parents different ways of you know owning this role that i mean we've oversimplified i think that parenthood motherhood is oversimplified and it doesn't matter if you have a kid that's typical or atypical it's hard it's varying degrees of hard let's be real here like yeah but it's hard child doesn't need the same time and attention (laughs) as others it's but motherhood is hard so i just love that you're providing something especially for the special needs community those parents who don't get the reprieve that can't leave their kid alone I just think it's so fabulous. I'm so Thank excited you. About it. Like, and I ah. feel like I feel like I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like too. It's really you know it is geared toward the special needs mom or caregiver. But honestly, we have subscribers who are special ed teachers who have you know who just mm. know someone with special needs who is really passionate about the special needs community. Like we, it's been cool mm. to see that come to life because it when I was first launching last year i was like special needs moms you know that's who it is but it's been cool to see it Target, kind yeah. of expand and to have all those different perspectives and everyone you know has their own outlook and their own piece of that you know special needs puzzle mm-hmm. but it all works together yeah. and we're all we all share the same mission so i yeah i think it's it's been really great and it's been exciting to see see the progress and to see people just feeling supported and you know doing mm. something for themselves and it doesn't have to be five hours at the spa it can be let me look for five seconds at a couple affirmation cards um and that could be the difference so it's been it's been really <laughs> cool to see that get me through the day yeah get me through literally the day. <laughs> that's what it is what who doesn't need that? <laughs> Especially exactly. in this crazy world, who doesn't need that? Ah, Lindsay, is there anything we're missing that we didn't cover that we should talk about? We should highlight the pit the box, your profession. Are we missing anything? I don't think so. I think we covered. Did most we cover of it, it all? Um, I would say I think we did. The only thing I would say would be that there are a lot of different like subscription options and frequencies and durations. And mm. there's my there's my behavior analyst coming Good out. Point. But there's a lot of different options on the website. Um, so if you have questions or you know just explore, um, and if you have questions, you can always message or email me. I'm really happy to assist. Um, and if you message me, it's just me responding, kind of a one-woman show at this point. So I'm happy to chat with you or answer your questions. 
Oh, I love that so much. Lindsay, thank you for sharing your profession with us, the pampered pairing with us. I think this is such a great topic that we, I just love to highlight. It's my own personal thing too. So you can find Lindsay again, uh, at thepamperedparent.com, Lindsay with an A at thepamperedparent.com for her email and your Instagram is at thepamperedparent. Just to kind of reiterate where you could find her. If you want to know more about what she does professionally and the services that her organization offers, find her at the Pampered Parent and she can direct you exclusively. Um, but have fun learning all the things you didn't know you needed to know. Because I'm the mom who's not knows not. A, I, apparently, I can't speak right now. I'm blaming the southern hemisphere. That's what I'm blaming. There you go. Right now. <laughs>